Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. Hallelujah. So my wife's taking the church in air today. Uh, We are so grateful. You know, I, I have an expectation. My expectation hasn't been eroded. My expect, the, the, the vision that we had that brought us from South Africa he, to here, and when God spoke to me in December the 6th, 1986, in Irvin Mall, you know God will speak to you in Irvin Mall uh, and give you a vision of the future. Uh, he spoke to me, gave me a vision of the future, and just over three months later, we'd sold a house, we'd given away a business, and we moved back here uh, with all our family in less than four months. You know God's speaking to you. you, you you'll be prepared to do things like that uh, because you've heard the voice of God. Well, it's speaking through me today to you for a reason. Amen. You haven't come here for nothing. You've come here uh, to be enabled. Say enabled. And to receive instruction in life, which will change your life. Amen? Are you ready for the Word? The Word says this. And so, uh, the title of my message today is Imagination Shapes Your Life. Imagination Shapes Your Life. Meditation is the key to set on fire your imagination. Imagination fuels your expectation. Expectation is the womb of manifestation. It's the preview of everything which you will receive in your life. Somebody said, say that again. Nobody said it, so I thought, I'll say it, because you never heard it. Because if you did hear it, you'd be up dancing around the church. Meditation is the key to set on fire your expectation. What is your expectation on a Saturday? To see the church full on a Sunday? What's your expectation when you go to work on a Monday? What is your expectation? Well, meditation is the key to set on fire your expectation. God said to Joshua in Joshua 1.8, meditate in my word day and night, and then I'll make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. You meditate on what you want in life, what the desire that God has planted in your heart. When you meditate on that, you've set yourself on another course. You live life with expectation of something good happening in your life every day. El Kadach, every day, <laughs> something good is. Oral Roberts built a ministry in saying, "There's a miracle coming your way today." Amen. Amen. If you expect a miracle, so expe- meditation is a key to set on fire your imagination. Imagination fuels your expectation. When you can see it. You can attain it. You can have it. Irrespective of age, 
just done a, a, a three-day conference in Peebles, and uh, there was a wee boy, eight years old. This wee guy got a hold of what I was saying. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. But I'm telling you, if God's not going to use wrinklies, he's going to use... He's going to use children. Amen? He's going to use children, Jesus says, unless we become as a child. Hey, children have got imagination. My My grandchild, Caleb, if he got a stick, that stick was a lightsaber, it was a sword, it was a bow, it was a spear. That stick could be anything. Are you with me? And then you go to school and the teacher says, stop your daydreaming. Well, daydreaming is the key to life. The daydreaming was the key to your success in life. That's why God gave us the ability to dream. So imagination fuels your expectation. Expectation is the womb of manifestation. Manifestations need something planted in the womb so that a a lady doesn't become pregnant through osmosis. That means standing next to someone that's pregnant. (laughs) They don't become pregnant by reading about it. You become pregnant by being intimate. So you have to be intimate with God so that that your womb is impregnated with expectation that you're going to bring forth manifestation. Manifestation is a preview of everything which you'll receive in life. So we need to let his word transform our way of thinking so that you can think beyond what you know right now. Most people don't know what they don't know. It's only when they get to know what they don't know that they realize they didn't know in the first place. Some of us don't know what we don't know. But you're in a place of enablement. You're in a place where you're going to be taught so that you can know what you don't know. Albert Einstein says this. You all know who he was. Imagination is everything. It's a preview of life's coming attractions. Do you know that Orson Welles, and he made a, some of the more senior people will know this, a movie called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. In that movie, he had a a submarine. Uh, Submarines were only invented 80 years after the movie. Wow. (laughs) There was no submarines at the time. Helicopters. He used a helicopter in the movie. Sixty years later, the helicopter was invented. Imagination. Someone has imagined and seen and put that into practice and someone else catches on. I, I went to a conference and, uh, with the guys from the Hard Drawn Collider, and the scientists there, 
they invented the internet only because the, the, the Hardron Collider is 17 miles around, and they, they, they wanted to know how they could contact each of the scientists at every point around there. They invented the internet just so they could communicate with each other, but they didn't have the foresight to release it to the world. Someone else came along and said, oh, we can use this in the world, and then the internet was out in the world. Are you with me? So if they had that imagination, they could have funded their whole pro pro uh, project by that thought, you see? But their thought was just to communicate with each other, not the whole world. So why not be the first to see your future by getting a mental picture of what you want it to look like? Number one, your imagination shapes your life. Genesis 11:6 says this, look, he said, the people are united, and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing, nothing they set out to do will be impossible. That was such a, a powerful thing that God, and one of the only times, or it came down from heaven three times, but that was one of the times he came down from heaven because it says, these people can disrupt, disrupt the whole plan that we have for mankind. So we have to go down and confuse the language. So the enemy took that confusion and, and kept it in the world. But the, 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 pro, the power here is the people are united. Oh, how good and how precious it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. When we are in unity together, we have a power which, is, uh, which would transcend anything. And uh, the, the next thing, they all speak the same language. What language should we be speaking? We speak the language of faith. We speak the words of faith. We speak words of uh, our future. We speak into our futures. And, and then it says, nothing they set out to do will be impossible. In those three areas, if you if you become united in spirit, if you become to say the same thing, and uh, nothing that you do will be impossible to you. You start agreeing with God, you get united with His Spirit, nothing that you do, nothing that He shows you to do will be impossible for you. I hear somebody saying, mm, that's impossible. For man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. I, I'm talking about a paradigm shift here. In fact, I'm talking about greater than a paradigm shift, but we need something to, to, para, uh, to move our mindset from where we are. We don't define ourselves by what we do. We define ourselves by who we are, and where we're going in life. Amen? We're a child of God, and because God loves us, He gives us the de desires and delights of our hearts, Psalm 37, 4. The, and uh, so that's why He says in Proverbs 4, 23 in the King James Bible, guard your hearts or keep your heart with all diligence, for, for out of it flows the issues of life. Amen? We've got to keep our hearts with all diligence. 
Today, it's difficult to keep your heart with all diligence. It depends on what you let into your life that's going to give you the direction you're going in life. Number two, imagining is, is, essential, imagining is essential to living by faith. Hebrews 11 one says this in the NLT, faith shows the reality of what we expect for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. So it's our expectation that brings that faith. You see, it's the evidence of things we can't see. I cannot see my heart. I can't see my colon. I can't see my kidneys. I can't see my liver. I can't see my brain. I can't see my face unless I look into a mirror. That's a revelation for some of you. I can't see. So the only way that you can see is uh, to see th through the eyes of, of the Lord. So when, when you have something going on in your life, like in 2011, I had a heart, uh, a widow maker heart attack. You can see that never worked. But in that, my heart was scarred, okay? So I had to keep, you've heard this testimony before, but I had to keep going to the doctors for, uh, for scans. So it meant that my heart only had one side of the heart working till eventually the consultant said to me, I'm sending you to another place for a scan. And the guy that in Glasgow that took the scan says, what are you here for? I said, I'm here for a scan. So I said, why are you asking? He says, no, nothing. I says, well, what did you see? He says, no, I'll tell your doctor. You go back to the doctor, he'll tell you. So I go back to the doctor, the consultant, and the consultant says, I'm sending you for a scan. I said, I had one. He says, no, I'm sending you for one here, and then I want you to come back to my office. So when I went, uh, obviously, they transmit the results straight back to his office. So when Gwenny's typing, and he says, Mr. McLaughlin, he says, I w when, when I give you this, I want you to put it in a frame. I says, oh, why? What is it? He says, your scarring has disappeared, and scarring does not disappear. Amen. How did it disappear? I had an expectation. On all my devices, I have my, my uh, password is all to do with my heart. But when I had the heart problem, I put a heart up on my, 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 my uh, desktop so as I could see a heart working. I, I, I kept things, pictures of a, a working heart in front of me. My expectation was to have that working heart. I'm telling you, guys, I'm fed up sitting, standing in front of churches of nodding heads that don't do anything with what they hear. And they don't even get excited because if it happened to me, it can happen to you. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've stood in front of congregations with nodding heads and they just go away the same as they came. You don't need to go away the same as you came. You can go away with a new focus on life. 
you can go away and do life differently, which is going to take you to the end that God has for you, which is good. Hey, listen, in Proverbs 29, 11, and, and the, you don't have that here from the Brenton Septuagint Bible, and you all know, uh, sorry, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, what does it say? <clears throat> I've plans for good and not for evil to give you a desired end. Brenton's Septuagint translation of the Bible says this. <clears throat> it says, I will devise a device for your peace. That means that God will invent something for you. He will devise a device. He will create a device. He will create specifically something for you so that you can come to the desired end that he has for you. That's enough to shout and run about this church like crazy and say, I'm receiving that in Jesus' name. He'll he will devise a device for you. It doesn't matter what your situation is, he will create, he will invent a something to bring you to the place he has for you. What do you have to do for it? Yield? Obey? Amen. <laughs> hey, that's worth coming for. So, great lives, number three, great lives are built around, I don't know when I started, so I won't bother with the watch. Okay, you know what a watch means to a preacher? Nothing. So, so, I heard somebody say, go for it, pastor. We don't care if we sit here all afternoon. Uh, before you say that, I preached till 11 o'clock on Saturday night. <laughs> Paul preached to midnight and a guy fell out the window and got killed. <laughs> so, uh, so they went down to the street, brought him back up, and he got raised back to life. So you're all on ground level here, so there's no danger. So great lives are built around great dreams. When, when, uh, the, uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where well, there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss falls in your soul. The Passion Translation. Heaven's bliss falls on your soul. Wow. Glory to God. Listen, people are running hither and thither trying to get a word for the... This is a prophetic word. The word of God is prophecy. The word of God is prophecy. When, when the word is preached to you and, and it's a life-given word, it's prophetic. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. Number four, God's, <laughs> I, I don't want to boast on myself, but my wife and I are, uh, we've moved into our seventh decade here and we're not on any prescribed medication. Uh, it's no by accident. It's by design. Amen. Amen. 
This is going to change somebody's life. It's changing lives. You see, you can get the word, the word, the word, the word, and the word can come to you. Can you can declare scriptures? You could, but until you have the the, the manifestation and the, and the expectation and see that happening in your life, then you stay the same. There has to be a move forward. There has to be, what is the next step? God goes to Gideon in Judges chapter 6, this isn't in the notes either, uh, and says, you demand. And Gideon says, me demand? No, I have no demand. He says, do you know who you're talking to here? Talking to me, Gideon. I'm the least in the Father's kingdom. I, I'm the least of my clan. You think I'm going to be able to do it? God says, you demand. And he says, well, if I'm the man, I, I'm paraphrasing this. If I'm the man, where are the miracles? Where are the signs and wonders that my father and my grandparents and my ancestors told me about? And that's where we should be. If we're in the place that God wants us, where are the signs? Where are the wonders? Where are those things? That, where is the revivals that God told us about? You've got to be saying that. You've got to have the expectation. You can't say, well, Pastor David, where's all the people? No, the expectation comes from you. You bring the expectation with you. Somebody came with the expectation today. That's why I'm fired up. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you, say, you don't go and say, oh, Pastor David didn't have it today. No. He's... he's it's the law of draw. It's the law of placing the, 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 the demand on the Word of God that's going to change your life. Amen? God, God's dream is bigger than your dream. God's dream is bigger than my dream. All of, our live, all of us live our life within a mental space created by our unconscious minds. That unconscious mind started when you were in your mother's womb. Your, your, your subconscious mind remembers everything from the day you were born till now. And it's that subconscious mind that you've got to overwrite. It's like overwriting a hard drive or whatever, or a bad program. You overwrite it. In computer terminology, you have to overwrite some things. So all that, that you have to unlearn the things that you learned. Are you with me? I could give you illustrations, but they're going to take too, too long. Uh, Ephesians 3.20 from the Passion Translation says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all of this. Never doubt. Never doubt. God's word, God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. We've got to change our environment. We've got to move far away from doubt peddlers and dream assassins. 
and not let fear of failure prohibit you from owning your dreams, your visions, your plans, and your goals for your life. Because when you get a dream, somebody's, there's more naysayers that will say, ah, you'll never be able to do that. No, you can't do that. No, this is a church of I can do's. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a can-do person. I'm a nut person in a down world. I don't need to go with the flow. You know, it's only dead fish that flow down the river. There's live fish that swim up the river. Are you with me? You go to Pitlochry to the salmon ladder and watch what's happening there. You give you, or go to the ant, the Bible says. You'll see what they do. So we have to change our environment. Move away from those people that say, yeah, you can't do that. I know somebody that tried that before, but you can't do that. Yes, you can do that. Here stood standing before you as a farm laborer, left school at 15 years old. My dad put me into servitude. I say that we were, we were serfs to the Blair Estate uh, up the road there. That's where my dad worked in the Blair Estate. And, and we had to, uh, when they come down in their horses, uh, we had to doff our hats and stand. My dad would say, don't look at them. Just keep your head bowed to their past. That's the way I was brought up. Then I went to labor in the farm as a farm laborer. Hey-ho. I'm not a farm laborer anymore. I'm a laborer in the kingdom of God. I'm still sowing and reaping, but I've, I've, I've changed my wellies. So, doubt's the, number five, doubt is the enemy of imagination. The word says, if any of you lacks wisdom, one, James 1, 5 to 7, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he's to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke. Blame, and it will be a... Without rebuke or blame. And it will be given to him, but he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Church, up to 1980, I worked for a boss. In 1981, God says, I'm going to put you into business. My wife and I worked for the same boss. My wife says, well, we've never done business. I said, well, God's putting us into business. So we went to God and said, well, what's, what do we do here? So God gave us the wisdom. God gives you the strategy. You say, well, I've never done deals. God, when, he, when you ask God and you go before God, no matter what age you are, God will give you a strategy and the wisdom of how to do the, the thing. Some of the, the, one of the biggest deals I ever done uh, was I'm standing on a hill and God says, buy this. And I'm like, what? How can I do that? And I didn't say, I can he do that. I says, how will I do that? And the Holy Spirit says, this is how you'll do it. Amen. 
When you get to that place of seeing something and God showing you something, then you'll be able to do whatever He shows you to do. I mean, I, I, this is, this is a, a message of liberation. This is a message that will liberate you from the, from the thought process that has kept you in the... You can't sit and watch Corey or EastEnders or In the Jungle stuff or whatever it is they put on. You can't... TikToks know the way to go in life. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, social media is not there to help you. Oh, sorry. Forgive me if I offended anyone. There's some things that we have to move away from. Do you know what they're all for? They're all like lobotomy machines. You know what a lobotomy does? Sucks the brain out of you. You sit in front of your telly all day. The brain's getting, your creativity, your imagination's getting sucked out of you. I'm just saying. Danger, though. There's danger. In your willingness to accept mediocrity, your contentment will become a place of your containment. In your willingness to accept, well, I've got to have this just, what do they call it, uh, a time when you veg time. <laughs> I just got to take the time to veg out, you know, or whatever. I just, I've got to have my rest. You get plenty of time to rest when you go to your glorious rest. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, 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 I'm not putting onerous things on you. I'm saying, we're all got 24 hours in the day. It's how do you use your 24 hours? Use, use some of it to meditate in the Word of God and ask and keep on asking, it says in, in, in Matthew 7. Ask and keep on asking. The Word of God says in, in Luke 11, if, he, if you then been evil uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give to those that ask? Amen. God wants us to get to that place where we're asking him all the time to lead us, guide us. He is Jehovah Roy. He is the good shepherd. He's the one that wants to lead us into that place of abundance. Abundance. I'm saying it in church. Abundance. Abundance. More than enough. I want to tell you that my wife and I are involved in other projects. You know, we never came to Scotland to make money out of a church. That would have been a bad move. <laughs> we financed this church. We financed this, the rents, the lights, everything. For years, we financed it. Do you know what our tithes and offerings were in the beginning? Nearly 30 pounds a month. The tithes and offerings were nearly 30 pounds a month. No, God gave us the wherewithal to make finance so that we could finance the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I don't know if I'm saying too much here, but hey, sometimes you just got to be shaken out of your lethargy and apathy into a place of, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to use what God... You see, 
Okay, I'm just going to... I don't see... I haven't got my glasses on, so I don't see anyone sleeping or dozing. I don't see any wide nostrils, so I think I can go on for a minute or two more. Uh, Number six, God's Spirit and God's Word fuels your imagination. God's Spirit and God's Word fuels your imagination. We're going to pray for people after this, after I share the Word. But if you're coming for prayer, I want you to see yourself healed. I want you to see, I see myself healed. I see you healed. The Bible says when I lay hands on you that you will recover. God's working with me, confirming His Word with signs following. You will recover. So I've imagined this often enough to pray for people and they will recover. No doubt. I don't pray with any doubt in my heart. I pray knowing that there will be a recovery. Amen. So, God's word fuels your imagination it says in John 14 16 to 7 in the new king james and i'll pray the father and he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you psalm 119 verse 18 says uh, open the, uh, my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your word When you read the Word, pray before you read it. Open my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your Word. Open up my understanding. Uh, This is a Passion Translation. Open up my understanding to the ways of your wisdom, and I will meditate deeply on your splendor and your wonders. You know, so if the first thing you do uh, in the morning is look at TikTok or look at uh, your Facebook then you, you, unless you've got the Bible on your device, that's what you should look at so that you would meditate deeply on what God has for you that day. Amen? He has, the Word of God promises that He daily loads us with benefits. You know, I don't know about that. I never had any benefits. You look at the social system for your benefits, but that's not where the benefits come from. The benefits come from God. Amen. The, the, the secret to attaining all these things is a daily quiet time. The, the, uh, Isaiah 54 and 5, the sovereign Lord uh, has given me the words of wisdom so I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me, and I have listened. I've not rebelled or turned away. Hallelujah. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm looking for the, the landing strip. 1 Chronicles. No, uh, Proverbs 10, 24. Expectation has always been... Expectation has always been the womb for manifestation. God has promised that your expectation 
shall not be cut off, because the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Proverbs 10, 24 in the Amplified Classic Bible says, the thing a wicked man fears shall come upon him, but the desire of the uncompromisingly righteous shall be granted. We go to that place where we are uncompromisingly righteous. And we're so thankful that uh, Jesus is Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord our righteousness. He's the one who, who, who knew no sin that was made to become sin on our behalf so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. So I thank God that he is my righteousness. And I, <clears throat> I'm uncompromising in my righteousness. Amen. We, 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 we grow. We, we are made to become the righteousness of God in Christ, but we grow into sanctification. Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, our sanctifier, shed his blood for us so that we could be cleansed, but so that we could walk before him righteously and upright with clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. So uh, we can go as when we are, God says in John 1, 9, that he is just and good to forgive all sin and all unrighteousness and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we go to God and repent for sins of omission and sins of commission, because we do things through the day uh, that uh, are, are not right, and uh, so, uh, and thank God most of you don't do things that you com commission or where you plan to do things. So, we're uncomprom uncompromisingly righteous, and those uh, desires shall be granted. <clears throat> and the desire comes from God. In Psalm 37, 4, he says, if you delight in him, he shall give you the desires of your heart. So whatever he gives you to desire when you delight in him, you can have that. You can have the husband. You can have the wife. You can have whatever, because his word says he will give us richly all good things to enjoy. So as long as we have the, the things and the things don't have us. Amen. Uh, we live in a crab in a barrel uh, nation where, where people don't want you to get outside the barrel. But, and, and I've been in uh, San Francisco and I've seen all these crabs in these half barrels and the, the barrels are half full and the, you see the crab getting up on the top. The next thing, they pull that crab back down again. No, we're not crabs in a barrel. We are overcomers. We got out the barrel a long time ago, amen? And the, the, God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. When you start walking in what he's called you to, then you are going to be doing all that you've desired to do according to your dream that will manifest in your life. 1 Chronicles 29, 4, 18, 4, 14 says this, but who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come from you, and of thine own we have given thee. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of thy people, and prepare their heart unto thee. So, Father, I'm thanking you that you're preparing 
the hearts of your people unto you, Father. And I'm thanking you, Father, that your people, according to Romans 1.21, because when they knew and recognized you as God, this is your people, Father. Some of them did not honor and glorify you as God or give you thanks, but instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasonings, stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. Say, I'm not of those people. I'm not one of those people. I'm one of those people that God has shown me is going to do exploits for him. Say, I'm going to do exploits. Nudge your neighbor and says, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I see you doing exploits. Those that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. When you know your God, you'll be strong in every area of your life and you'll do great exploits. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.